Okay, we're starting here at the top of Yudal, Ramad Adler, fade lines down. My time, that's Rubei Rabban and Tumah. Why were the Rabban and Gozer Tumah in these instances? The Gemara is now discussing what the 18 items that were Nigzar on that day. We brought a Mishnah from Zavin. That Mishnah discusses nine items that were Nigzar, Boba Yom. And the Gemara is going to start one by one, is breaking them down to understand what the Gzera was, whose opinion it is. So we started with the first two, which were... Ochel, ochel, rishon, someone who eats an ochel that is a rishon, the tumah, and someone who eats an ochel that is a sheni, the tumah. If he consumes either of those items, then he is tameh. But he comes a sheni, the tumah. He's a sheni, the tumah, which the definition of is that he can be posel, the tumah. A sheni can make a shlishi in tumah, but that's it. It's not mitameh, because tumah ends at a shlishi, the tumah. So that is what we have in our Mishnah, because it says here, Puslim et truma, which means it only makes a shlishi. And then that's going from a sheni to a shlishi. And that's someone who eats a rishon, someone who eats a sheni, becomes a sheni. Gemara who's the author of that position? We saw that's a machlok between Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Eliezer. And that's from the Gemara in Chulin. Rabbi Eliezer says that if you eat a rishon, you're a rishon, you eat a sheni, you're a sheni. Rabbi Yeshua says whether you eat a rishon or whether you eat a sheni, you are a Shani. Gemara Nechulin discusses more in detail their opinions as to why Rabbi Yeshua believes that everything makes you into a Shani, and whereas Rabbi Eliezer believes that you stay on the same level as that which you eat. So now the Gemara wants to know, my time and Why the Rabban goes there, Tumah, when you eat or consume a Shani the Tumah or a Rishon the Tumah? So Gemara says, Zimnin ochlim Sometimes you'll be eating these Ochlim Tameim, Veshakil Mashkim de Tumah, and you go to grab a drink of Tumah. Veshadi the Pumain, he sticks it in his mouth, and he makes the Tumah Pasul. Because a Rishon and a Shani the Tumah in Ochel will affect Mashkim of Tumah. Since they will affect the mashkim of truma, we don't want you eating something that's tamei and then having the mashkim of truma be in your mouth together, because then you're being mitamei truma, which is problematic. So we said, don't do that. If you eat them, it's going to make your body into a sheni the tumah. Once it does that, you're not going to get engaged with truma whatsoever. So we don't have that chashash. Right. The gzera is for everyone, but it is purposes for the kohanim. But the gzera took hold on everyone because otherwise it wouldn't hold. The Mishnah says that other places in terms of netila tudaim, even though netila tudaim is really focused on the kohanim who are going to eat truma, unless they were gozer the gzera in its entirety on everyone because otherwise it would not take hold. It's the same thing here. Everybody becomes tamei in these instances, even though right the chashash is really by a kohen who is drinking truma. So then, Shotem Mashkim Tameim, that's the third item in the Mishnah that we brought before, that if you drink Mashkim Dere Tameim, that makes you into a Sheni the Tumah. My Taima, Gazrubei Rabbanan Tumah. Why did the Rabbanan put the Gzera together over here as well? The Zimnin de Shata Mashkim Tameim, Veshakal Ochlim de Tumah. Because sometimes the opposite, he'll be drinking this Mashkia that is Tameim, and then he'll pop in some food that is of truma, and that'll make the truma tmeah. I'm going it's the same thing. Just one case you have the food in your mouth, one case you have the drink in your mouth, it's just the other side of the coin. So, what do I thought? One is common, one is uncommon. Common one is that when you're eating, you put liquid and you drink at the same time. What is uncommon is that someone who's drinking puts food into their mouth at the same time they are drinking. Right, it's not so easy either. that we were in both these instances, we worry about that. Where we worry about whether you're eating food that is tamei 
whether you're eating, drinking liquids that are tamay, either one of them makes your body into a sheni, the tumah, to prevent you from coming into contact with chumah, to distance you from chumah, because as soon as you become a sheni, you're not going to come into contact with chumah, because then you are sell the chumah. Rebbeinu Tam over here discusses a gzera that we find in other places, which is, for instance, the Gemara in Erevin, which is dealing with the sizes, the shi'urim, for certain items. Over there it talks about kedei achilat pras, Chatsi pras. So one of the items that's listed there is bechetzi chetzia bivsolat agvia. So half of a half. That's enough. If you eat ochlim tmeim, that makes your body tamei. So chetzi chetzia a pras is a half a loaf. A loaf is either six beitzim or eight beitzim. So half a loaf is four beitzim or three beitzim. Half of that would be one and a half to two beitzim. So if you eat one and a half to two beitzim over there, it says that your body will become pasolat agvia. Rabbeinu Tam says. That is not the same gzera over here. According to the reasoning of Argumar over here, you don't have to eat one and a half or two beitzim to become tamei your body. Any amount of food, a kabeitza would be sufficient. He says that gzera is a very early gzera, much earlier than the 18 that are mentioned over here. And they wanted people not to make mistakes. It's an interesting chashash here. Lamar. Just like you can eat truma after you eat ochlim tameim. You eat ochlim tameim, they're in your stomach already. Then you eat truma. Even though they're going to mix together in your stomach inside of you. So a person would think, I think maybe they can come in contact outside. Just like they come in contact inside. They should be able to come into contact on the outside. But for Maga, they didn't make any Gezira. Only that size. Nobody makes a mistake. It's too small. Because you know, once you start eating a Beitza, by the time it gets inside of you, you've left a part of it in your mouth, there's no Beitza left down below. Nobody's going to make a mistake. The next time, that even if you come into contact with Chuma, you'll have a problem. And I'll prove to you that it's a Gzera Kadmonit, because in Baba Batra, there's someone who says that Psul Gvia is Deoraita. Psul Gvia is a Din Deoraita. He says, how could anybody make a mistake? If it's one of the 18 items here, and everybody knew the 18 items, then how would they ever make a mistake or have a Havim? We know that it's a Din Deoraita. It must be that that's a much earlier Gzera. So this is going to happen a lot on this daf, you should know. I mean, both the Gemara itself and Tosafot is going to do the same thing, is that we bump into Gzerot over throughout Shas, and he's trying to determine, are they the same Gzerot that we're talking about here, or is there a predated Gzerot or a later Gzerot? So in this instance, Tosafot says there's a predated Gzerot, which is the Solet Gvia, which is that if you eat a Chatsi Pras, which would be one and a half or two Beitzim, that's poselet agviyah, meaning to eat truma. Not to touch truma, but just to eat truma, and only at that size. This gzeira and yudchet tavar, first of all, made it that if you ate, you became tamay. If you touched truma, it's problematic. And number two is it lowered the threshold down to a beitza. So that's the extension of that original gzeira. Yeah, because you need to know whether the principles govern. Like, for instance, this chatzi chetzia. What's the shiur for the gzera here? If you believe they're the same gzera, that means that you would have to eat at least one and a half or two beitzim in order to be tameh. If you think they're separate gzera, then you could say over here it's a kabeitza, over there was an earlier gzera. So there are reasons to know because the gemara in other places gives you qualifications to the gzera and that may be different. So we have to know which one governs over here.
Right, so next one was in the Mishnah Haba Roshovru Boba Mayim Shuvim. Someone who goes and puts the majority of his body, including his head, into drawn water. So my time goes Rubi Rabbanan Tuma. Why did they make you into a Shani the Tuma in this instance? And Rabibi Amravasi Shibitkila Yutovlim Bimame Arot Mikunasim Visruchim. And originally they used to go to the mikveh, as I mentioned yesterday. They had to collect the rainwater from the rainy season during the summer. Everybody went to the mikveh. You can imagine, by a month or two into the summer, the water was pretty putrid. It doesn't move. It's still water. And everybody's going to the mikveh there. So they went into the mikveh and disgusting water. So they came out afterwards. So afterwards, they would take a shower, wash themselves, take a dip in the bath and clean water. So afterwards, they made them into the keva, which I'll discuss in one second. So therefore they were gozulem tuva. So Mar says my keva. What does it mean they made them into a keva? It's not right. The whole process is what you need to become tor. You need the mikveh and then you need the bath and then you're tor. Amrle rova my nafkamina. Rabbi says why do we care? If that was the mistake they were making, then we're okay with it because they still end up in the mikveh. Okay, so they take a shower after they went to the mikveh, but at least they went to the mikveh in that case. If that was the instance, the Gechazah wouldn't be Gozer because we got what we wanted, which is that they went to the mikveh. That was the problem. They said the mikveh is not doing anything at all. And then they were saying, basically the bath was what was making them tahor. And because of that, you're going to run into a problem. People aren't going to go to the mikveh anymore. So because of that, they were Gozer on Rosh Bamayim, that if you take a bath afterwards... I'm Shuvim, then you are Tamei. Tamei meaning that you're Shani the Tumah, and you don't clear the Tumah that you did. Then, Vitahor. Shnaflu al-Roshov Maim Shuvim. So this is the next one in the Mishnah, which is that a Tahor who has fallen his body three Lug Maim Shuvim. So this is what Joel asked before. The way that the problem was described was that they were pouring the Maim Shuvim on top of the individual. It sounds like they took a shower, not that they necessarily took a bath afterwards. And so the Gemara says, "My time against Rubei Rabban and Tuma." So why the Rabban goes to Tuma in that case? Diloha Lokaimiha. Because that, without that one, the other one wouldn't be in place. What they had to do basically was establish that the Maim Shuvim were problematic. Because if they didn't do that, then this wouldn't work. So this, if you look this carefully about the Lashon, in the second Gzera here, it says Vitahor Shnaflua Rosho Rubo Shlosha Lugimayim. This is someone who's not Tamei, completely Tahor. If he has the three lugim that are poured on his head, he becomes Tameh. He becomes a Shani Lutumah. Our instance is a case where he went to the mikveh, and then Bo Bayom, he goes into a bath. So the Gemara says the Gzeira is in both of those instances. In the instance where he takes the bath after he went to the mikveh, in our case is a case where it's a Tahor, and they pour Shlosha Lugim on top of him, he also becomes Tameh, also becomes a Shani Lutumah. The reason for that is in order to establish that Maim Shuvim are problematic. If you did not establish that Maim Shuvim are problematic, you didn't have the Gzeira that even a Tahor has Maim Shuvim come on him, nobody would agree that after he went to the Mikvah, that he goes into Maim Shuvim, that he all of a sudden he's Tameh again. Nobody would have held that. So what they did was they tried to create a scenario in which Maim Shuvim are problematic across the board. Right, so once you make it across the board, then we can now establish that after you went to the Mikvah, Maim Shuvim are also problematic. Okay, so I understand. What about that placing on themselves? Why do you wash before you eat bread? The reason you wash behind eat bread is because of srach chuma. It's for the kohanim. The kohanim will need to wash their hands before they eat chuma, 
So because of that, we have everybody wash their hands beforehand. That's an extension of an existing. So that's the same thing here. They're saying the gzeira is not to go into maim shuvim after you go to the mikveh. So they're saying that they had to establish that maim shuvim are more problematic. I thought maybe that it's also similar to tishik kabin, which is that when you pour tishik kabin on your head, that's another way to become the tohor. Valkeri here they created pouring the maim shuvim on top is connected to a little bit to that point on the tishik kabin. I was thinking that maybe that's the framework for the gzeira as well. But the point was that they wanted to create a sense that Maim Shubim were problematic in terms of Tumah in order that they can make this Gzeira stick for after going to the Mikveh. Tosfot discusses on previous Amud by the Mishnah. He says two things that are interesting. He says, number one, he says, about Roshim Rubo Maim Shubim. says, Vim Tomar, typically Eshu Tvoyom. He's still a Tvoyom. When after you go to the Mikveh, you're not Tahor. He's still puzzled for Truma because he's just a Tvoyom. He hasn't had Herav Shemesh yet. So Nafkamina is, even if the sun sets that day, he's still Tamei from going into the Maim Shuvim and he has to go to the Mikveh again. So the sunset won't have him help him do Raita, but will not help him Dirabanan. The second thing he asks, which is along the, your lines of your question, David, which is, he says, Vim Tomar, Tahor, Lo Nafal. How come by Torah they only did it with the three? Lug on top. Lo Nami Bibiyah. And why didn't they make Gezerah like by the Tvoyom where it's going into the bath? So he says, the same, they wanted to make it the same, it's exactly the same as the shower when they used to do it after they went to the mikveh. That's what your question was, Shaul. That's what I said to you. Wait a second, because it'll be here. Because of that, they made it by the Torah, they limited it just to the way it was done there. But once they got to the dipping into the bath, that they did after the mikveh, even that they wanted to asser because they wanted to prevent any chashash that they get rid of the mikveh. So that's what somewhat addresses the issue about it, but in the end it is two gzeirot, but it's a more global gzeirot, which is that it's all about the singular issue, which is that we want to prevent people from thinking the mikveh is not working. Right, so now the next item was the sefer. Has to do with sifri akodesh. My time with gazrei rabban and tumah. Why were the rabban and gazrei tumah by a sefer? I'm Rabbi Sharsha. Shbetchila ayu matznim et ochlim de tumah itzel sefer Torah. They used to put together the Chuma and the Sifrei Kodesh. From Ru, Hai Kodesh, Vai Kodesh. They're both Kodesh, may as well keep them together. Came the Chazuka Atul But it was happening as mice, animals, like food. They don't necessarily like Sifrei Kodesh, but once they're there for the food, they're also going to eat the Sifrei Kodesh. So they saw that it was causing huge losses in terms of Sifrei Kodesh, because Rubei Rabban and Tuma. Rabban and Gozer Tuma, in that instance, so people would not put the Sifrei Kodesh together with the Chuma. The hands, the next one in the Mishnah. The reason that we made the Yadayim Tmeot is because they are always touching things. They're always involved with things. So we want you to wash your Yadayim in order to remind yourself if you came to contact with something or to think about that which transpired over that time. So Rashi says, They touch his body, they touch places that shouldn't touch. It's not proper for Truma to have those hands touch it. And it ruins the Ochlim. You can either, other people see him touch it, or he himself who touches it, ruins the food. If you ruin the Truma, if you make it that people won't eat it, then that's a problem for Truma, because you're causing bosses in Truma. My Rebbeim say that we're afraid that he touched and came into contact with some Truma which is the way I described it. I described it a little differently. Rashi says they worried about coming into contact with Tuman, that was it. The way it's described by others of the Rishonim is that they came into Tuman, and it helps to remind you, to remind you, oh, maybe I did, and then the person will be mafrish. But over here, the way he is, Rebbeim explained it, they came into contact with Tuman. Rashi says, I don't understand that at all. 
Number one, maybe he touched the Nabatu, mine his whole body is Tamei. So why, why do you worry just about the Yadayim? You should worry about the whole goof. Number two is, why do you need Natila Tidayim? You should require Tvila B'mikvit. So Rashi rejects that explanation. I explained it based on somehow the other Roshonim formulated, which is, it's not that we're going to be Metahir or dying this way. It's a way to remind you that maybe you didn't focus on what you touched, and now when you wash your hands, you go, oh my gosh, right, I touched that thing before, and now I'm Tamei. But it's not a way to actually be Metair the Yadayim. That's the only way to explain it based on his Rebbeim. Rashi himself says it's an issue of hygiene. It's just an issue that it's not hygienic. You're going to touch the food. It's going to ruin the food. And nobody's going to eat the chuma. And it's Hefse chuma. So that's the problem over here. All right, so now the Gemara says, Tano, Afa Yadayma ba'ot machmat sefer posloted the chuma. Even hands that touched sefer kodesh, they are posela to chuma mishum the Rabbi Franach. Tamar Rabbi Franach, Amar Rabbi Yochan, Ochei sefer Torah rum, Nikvar arum. Someone who holds a Sefer Torah naked is buried naked. Arum Salkadaf, naked. El Amr of Zerah, Arum below mitzvot. He becomes empty with all mitzvot. Below mitzvot Salkadaf, El Arum below Uta mitzvah. He's naked without that mitzvah. So now, this Gemara is a Gemara from the end of Megillah as well, which is someone who is doing Hagba Galila if they touch the Sefer Torah without any intermediary. They don't use something to hold the Torah with. Over there, the Gemara says, and it's quoted here similarly, that he's naked of that mitzvah. Which means that he loses the schar that he would have gotten for doing the glila over there. As Tosu points out over here, it depends what you're doing. If he's holding the Torah to read or to learn from it, then he loses out the learning schar because he touched the Torah, the naked part of the Torah. If he's doing it to wrap it, then he loses the schar glila. Whichever mitzvah you're involved in, then if you touch the cloth in those instances, then that is considered to be inappropriate, and you lose out in that mitzvah. So the chamimur goes there, that yadayim that came into contact with the sefer, would be shneim the tumah, also again, to push people away from touching the sefer, from coming into contact with the sefer, because that would cause their yadayim then to be a sheni the tumah. Tell us what over here begins to discuss question of ordering of the Gezerot. I'm going to come back to it in one second because the Mar itself asks the question. Mar says, Hi Gezor Which one came first? Which one was the first? Ilema Ha Gezor Bereisha Stam Yadayim We had before Yadayim Ar Metame Kevan Dahak Gezor Bereisha Hatu Lomali then what do you need that you're touching the Sfarim for? I mean, if you already are Tamei, just because you're a Daim or Tamei, then what happens to do with touching the Sefer? Ella, Hacha must be that touching the Sefer came first. Vahadar Gozor Bekulu Yadayim. Then they went together and put it on all Yadayim. So here it's clear that the order of the Xerot had to be that first, coming to contact with the Sefer. And then secondarily was the case of total Yadayim. Tosvot adds in another dynamic to this. He says, if you look in the bottom, it's towards the bottom of Yadayim and Aleph, the third to last Tosvot. He says, Af Yadayim Ba'ut Machmat Sefer. Niktani Af, Mash Madala Sefer Gazrut They first would go there on the Sefer. And then from the hands that came into contact with Sefer, came into Stam Yadaim Lusuf Gazru, and then in the end they did all Yadaim. The Mar Lekman Imgen Yadaim about Machmot Sefer Bobayom Gazru. Sounds like that Yadaim that came from the Sefer happened on that day. Topic Gazera the Sefer, the Gazera the Stam Yadaim Gazru Leham Imgen Habutzfei Miyutchet Tavar. Now you have more than eighteen items. Vim Neamar Dal Yadaim about Machmot Sefer Lobo Toper Gazru. That Yadaim that came from the Sefer wasn't then. Elo Mekodem Lekain. Have a atishapir. That would work well. Achlashon af lo But it says af, which means also means that they already had the tumata sefer in place. And then they af, they put in this idea that the yadayim coming from the sefer. Vodlo yitakeshi gazru yadayim vadayin sefer at smolo yaposilat tshuma. 
It also doesn't logically make sense. How can you have a sefer that is not tamei? And if you touch the sefer, you're dying become tamei. So Tosfut says that the order was sefer tamei, yadayim touch the sefer become tamei, and then stam yadayim. So you have a progression of the Tumah here. But he runs into a problem. He says, well, what happened on which day? Sounds like here that you might have a problem with the Yudchet Tavar because you're trying to create an order, but we know that Stam Yadayim happened on that day. And we know that the Sefer was mentioned on that day. So then Yadayim Machmada Sefer also had to be on that day. So now you have all three Zerot being on that day. You have a problem here, which he's mentioning, which is then you really have more than 18 items on that day. So this difficulty, which Tosfot is trying to deal with in terms of the order of the Xerot, meaning that you have the Xerot Sefer, then what seems to be the Xerot of Yadayim that touch Sefer, and then Stam Yadayim, but we know that Sefer is on the Yudchet Davar, and Stam Yadayim on the Yudchet Davar, so then what's the time gap here? That question leads the Rishonim Achronim to come up with different counts in the 18. If you look in the Rambam's count of the 18, he has Yadayim Machmata Sefer, and then Stam Yadayim. He does not have Sefer there in his all, at all. On the other hand, the Bartanura, when he has his count of 18, he has Sefer in there, and Stam Yadayim, but does not have Yadayim Machmata Sefer. And it's clear that they're both dealing with this part of the Gemara here, which is which Gezerah belongs, and which Gezerah does not belong as part of the Yudchet Tavar, because they all seem to have happened on the same day, yet the Gemara is kind of laying them out as some sort of continuum, some sort of progression. I don't know if there was a progression even on that day, that they had a progression, but there is some difficulty you see here with the progression of the Gezerot. Right, so next is Tvoyom. It says Tvoyom Doraito. Why is Tvoyom mentioned in the list in the Mishnah? Tvoyom is a din mina Torah. That the sun will set and then it will become Tahor. And the Gemara says that's speaking about Truma. That until the sun sets, he is Tameh. Means that he's a Tvoyom. Tvoyom is problematic to come into contact with Truma. Mina Torah. Until the sun sets, until Herev Shem Show. Gemara says, Samimikan Tvoyom. Erase Tvoyom. As Tosko points out, don't erase it from the Mishnah, but erase it from the Yudchat Davar. It's still in the Mishnah because it's true. It's a Shani the Tumah. Tvoyom is a Shani the Tumah and is Mitamei Tumah. It just happens to be it's Mitamei Tumah mi Doraita and mi Dorabanan. So that can't be counted as one of the 18 items. So the Mara says, Va'uchlim shinitme'u b'mashkim. Uchlim that became Tamei through liquids. Ba'mashkim demai. What type of liquids are we talking about over here? Ilema d'mashkim ba'im machmat sheretz. We're talking about liquids that came into contact with the sheretz. A sheretz is an avatuma. Liquids that come into contact with an avatuma are a rishon tuma. The liquids that are rishon tuma would make a ochel a sheni tuma, And that would be midoraita to be a sheni tuma, and would affect truma, which can be a shlishi tuma. So if that's the case, we're talking about a doraita level problem. Dichtiv. asher yishate. Any liquid that one drinks. Now actually the case here in Parshat Shmini that the Torah is talking about is the time inside of a klicheres. A sheretz that's inside of a klicheretz, and either there's food inside of there, or there are liquids inside of there, they become a sheni l'tumah. Because the sheretz makes klicheretz into a rishon l'tumah, and then the rishon l'tumah makes the liquids into a sheni l'tumah. But over here we're looking for the liquids to be a rishon l'tumah, and Rashi and Tosfot both point out, the Gemara learns that from a kavachomer. A kavachomer that if 
the liquids have become tamei through a sheretz that's inside of the klicheres, then if they come directly into contact with the sheretz, certainly they'd be a rishon tumah. Ella must be mashkim habaim machmat yadayim. That you have liquids that came into contact with hands. V'gzeira mishum mashkim habaim machmat sheretz. And they were gozer here because of liquids that purposely came into contact with the sheretz. So what were we afraid of? We're afraid of the liquids that came into contact with the sheretz, which would really be a rishon tumah and would cause the sheni tumah midoraita. So therefore they said that any liquids that come into contact with your hands, which are tmeim midr they will make the mashkim into rishon l'tumah to the extent that they affect the ochel afterwards to become a sheni l'tumah. So this is all a dindr of hands coming into contact with mashkim because of a fear of liquids that come in contact with the sheretz. Right, so there is a problem. What you raised is true, and it is a problem, which is, there is a gzera, that anything that is mitamei truma makes a mashki into a rishon. It's a mishnah in chulin, it's a mishnah in other places. So then, this gzera over here, you have to ask, and Tosus is going to ask you a question again. How does that relate to that other gzera? How do you separate between this gzera and the other gzera? So we'll do that in, in one second. The next one in the mishnah is, kelim that came into contact with liquids. Again, what's the scenario? If we're talking about any liquid that emanates from a zav, any liquid that's similar to his ziva, which is mitagel, collects first and then is disposed of by the zav, that could be spit, that could be mucus, that could be urine, all those items, when they exit the zav, have a din of av hatuma. Well, if that's the case, they're right aninu. Then they're going to be doraita, because the puzzle says, v'hiyokharoka zav bitahor. When the Zav spits on the Tahor, the Gemara Darshin in Nida, that bit Tahor means Masha Biyad Tahor, what's in the hand of the Tahor, I made Tameh for you. So an object that is in the hand of the Tahor will become Tameh. A Kli can only accept Tumah from an Ava Tumah. That means that the liquids emanating from the Zav are an Ava Tumah. They make the Kli into a Rishon the Tumah, but that's Minat Torah. So that can't be what we're discussing over here. Ella, mashkim abayim machmat sheretz. These are liquids that came into contact with the sheretz. Liquids that come into contact with the sheretz, the sheretz is an avatuma. Liquids that come into contact with the sheretz are a rishon tuma, And they would make a sheni. Zeira mishum mashkim dezav. And we worry about mashkim dezav because if the liquids had emanated from a zav, the liquids would be an avatuma, and they would have the ability to be mitamei ekeli. Liquids that come into contact with sheretz are a rishon tuma, they have no impact on a kli. So what the chachamim did was, even liquids that came into contact with the sheretz, they made that, that it's mitamei kelim, because of the case of liquids that emanate from a zav. So now... Tosavot over here asks, when I mentioned before, we have a Mishnah in other places, which says that anything that makes Tumah Pasul, makes the Mashkim into a Tachilah, makes the liquid a Rishon Tumah. So Tosavot asks, I mean, Tomer, Mahut Shuchul Gzeira Zu. Why do you need Gzeira? It's came the Gazul Yadayim Pasulot the Tumah. Once you make it that Yadayim are Shani the Tumah, and they're Pasulot Tumah, Im Kei Mashkim Shinagubayim Hav Etzchilah. Then any liquid that comes in contact with the hands is a Rishon Tumah. Tachol Pasulot the Tumah, Metamei Mashkim Liot Tachilah. Anything that makes Tumah Pasol, they were goes there and makes Mashkim into a region of Tumah. They're the same Gzeira. This is the Gzeira. This is one of the Yudchet Tavar. So here when the Gemara says that it's coming into contact with the Yadayim, that the Tumah doesn't just mean Yadayim. It means anything that's Pasol Tumah. So those what here equates the two Gzeirot. And says that they're the same gzeira. 
Then, in the next toast, what he says, Elo mashkim abayim machmad sheret, so meri, do a din of a matzah de minkat mashkim abayim machmad yadayim. Shagam heim mitamim kli libsol truma. Elo nakat mashkim abayim machmad sheret, lashminu dafilu hanach lo avi yalom midrabanan. So it mentions that, that they're coming from sheret to show you that's also only midrabanan. But, in Ochanami, even if your hands touch the liquids, it would also become a rishon letuma and you'd have the same problem. So see, Tosfa trying again to deal with other Mishnayot, other Gzerot, and equate them to this Yudchet Tavar. Rear, Tosfa says, they are the same Gzera. Okay, now the Gemara moves on to the next Gzera. V'yadayim tamidei shamay v'hilel gazur, shamay v'hilel gazur. What do you mean? Beit Shemay and Beit Hillel argued about the issue of Yadayim. That's from Shemay and Hillel themselves, the Tanya. Yosef ben Yoezer ish tzvedav. Yosef ben Yochani Yishulayim gazur tumal eretz ha'amim. They would go there, that in Chutz Laretz, the land is Tameh, as Rashi points out, Mishum Kvarim, because we don't know where the people are buried, and therefore there is either Tumat, Masa, or Maga from either the mate that's there, or the Rekev, or the dirt. And according to those that think that a non-Jew also has Tumat Oel, then you have a problem with Tumat Oel. So there goes their Tumal, Eretz Amin. on glass utensils, which the Gemara will get to later and explain why. Shimon Bejechach Tivkein Ketubah Isha. He established a Ketubah Pesha. Obviously he didn't establish a Ketubah. It's a Machlok, whether it's Ketubah, it's Doraita or the Rabbanan. But it's clear that Shimon Bejechach was not the one who put a Ketubah in place. What Shimon Bejechach established was how the lean on the Ketubah works. He established that when you gave a Ketubah, you encumbered all of your items, all of your property to the Ketubah. And that is that anything that is there at the time that he put the Ketubah in place is encumbered to the woman in order to prevent people from divorcing their wives willy-nilly. Because if they designated the collateral up front, then basically the money was already set aside and the loss was taken already. So to divorce his wife, he just say, take your money and go. Over here, when they encumbered the entirety of the property and they did not set aside the money up front, the loss came at the time that he gave the get. And therefore, you'd be more reluctant to give the get at that time. The gazar tumah klimetechot. Again, tomorrow we'll, in the subsequent tapim, we'll get to this. About tumah from metallic kilim. Shamay vizeh, hillel gazu tumah leyadayim. Shamay vizeh, make this tumah yadayim. Bechitayim ha shamay vizeyato vihillel vizeyato means, shamay and hillel doesn't mean them alone, but them and their batay midrash. So it means shamay and beit shamay, hillel and beit hillel. From yud amar shmuel, yud chet davar gazru, ubi yud chet nechluku. That there are 18 things that they were gozer, and there were 18 items about which they disagreed. only argue in three places in Shas. Okay, the Gemara will get to, maybe that's not so true, but they definitely don't get up to 18. That's it. They argued in three places, no more. The Gemara will challenge from other places and have to answer that. That means that Shemayin Hill definitely made a gzera of Yadayim, independent of their students. So now we have two gzerot v'yadayim. So how are we going to explain that? So now the Gemara is going to try to explain these two gzerot. So the first attempt at explaining it is, inu gazur They made the gzera that the yadayim made the truma that you have to leave it until it goes bad, like any other dindra banan. And the tamidim say you burn it right away. So the Gemara says, That the original gzera by yadayim was to burn the truma right away. And the people did not accept the Gzera. It did not take hold. Then came. They put the Gzera in place and it worked. So the Gemara says, What are you talking about? We have another Gzera of Yadayim from Shlomo Amalek. 
the time that Shmuel put in place Eruvin, here we're talking about Eruv Chatzerot, prevent carrying on Shabbat and make one make a mistake of going to the Shuter Abim. He also put into your place Nitilat Yadayim. That's the Bad Kovamra, Bini, Imchelcham Libecha, Yismach Libi. That if your wisdom is good, then I will be happy as well. Yismach Libi Gamani. So again, these Pesukim actually quoted Brachot when Chilav, David's son, defends, protects him against Achitofel and answers him. He says that, you know, his Chochmah protected me and therefore the Simcha here was the Simcha of David. Over here, the Gemara is darshan, that's the Simcha of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that when Shlomo put these in place, Hashem was happy, meaning that these make a lot of sense. So, Ata Shlomo Gazar the Kodashim. Shlomo Gzera for Nitilat Yadayim was only on the Kodashim. And then the additional Gzeirah of Shammai and Hillel was even to include Truma. That was rejected by the people, was not accepted widely by the people. Then Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel came along and put it in place, where then it became fully accepted, which was this Gzeirah of Yadayim. So you see here, you have a progression of this Gzeirah of Yadayim, which is in one of the Yudchet Avar. The final one is then, tell me that a... Beit Shammai Beit Hillel put it in place for Truma. That's what it would be when the Yudchet Tavar, that's Tam Yedayim Ar Metamim, the Truma.